630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. First got to know Ed Hervey in 1999 as a speedster receiver for your Edmonton Eskimos. He played with them until 2006. He won the Grey Cup in 2003 and 2005. He retired and became the team's West Coast scout. He held that job in 07 and 08. He was promoted to head scout. He held that job from 2009 to 2012. Late in 2012, on December 10th, in fact, Ed Hervey became the general manager of the Edmonton Eskimos. They had a poor year in 2013, going 4-14. He hired Chris Jones as head coach. They improved to 12-6. Then they went 14-4, and they won the Grey Cup in 2015. Bit of a drop-off last season with Jones gone to Saskatchewan. New players, new coaching staff. They rallied at the end of the year to go 10-8 and and make it to the East Final. Lost to the eventual Grey Cup champion, Ottawa Red Blacks. There will be no 2017 record for Ed Hervey as general manager of the Eskimos. He was surprisingly fired today. Len Rhodes is the president and CEO of the Eskimos. Earlier this morning, Ed Hervey, vice president of football operations and general manager, was relieved of his duties effective immediately. Two major major reasons drove this decision. First, both parties could not agree to contract extension terms. And secondly, there were differences in philosophy over the way we do business. During the course of recent negotiations for a possible contract extension, it became clear that we would be unable to meet Ed's expectations. As far as the philosophical differences, They were primarily related to stakeholder access to our club. The resistance to provide access became an increasingly difficult issue over the past year. It became a barrier to what we feel is required to grow our organization in terms of success and in a a marketplace that's increasingly competitive. Fan access, media access, season seat holder access, sponsorship access, and showcasing our athletes are all important areas allowing us to grow our fan base and ultimately the success of the Edmonton Eskimo Football Club. That was the opening statement from Len Rhodes today. We'll get to some more clips as we move along tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. It's 6.08. My name is Reed Wilkins. Don't forget we have an Oilers game tomorrow. 6.30 face-off show. The puck will drop at 8 as they visit the Vancouver Canucks with a chance to clinch home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Of course, I want to hear from you tonight as well. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063 is the phone number. I'm going to go to the phone lines in a 
the second. Uh, Matt from Section O, one of the most passionate Eskimo fans out there and a regular caller about the green and gold. He's going to get the first word on the open line. I do just want to, I know there's a lot of emotional people about this and I don't, and I don't, I don't blame you. And as I've stated several times, I don't hide this fact. I am an Eskimos season ticket holder and I have been since 1997. Uh, I am not heavily involved in the Eskimos coverage on 630 Chet, though I'm certainly a part of it and do interview players. So this is uh, something that certainly surprised me this morning when I saw it break. I think Ed Hervey has done a very good job in terms of the football team he has put together. What's interesting here is is that uh, a football ops guy uh, appears to have been let go because he wasn't in lockstep with how the business side of the operation um, wanted to proceed. And in fact, if you listen to what a lot of things Led Rhodes said, at least Len Rhodes believes that Ed was impeding some of the things um, they wanted to do. So we'll try to break this down. And, and, and like I said, yeah, I, remember, I remember saying this to all of you on the day of the Taylor Hall trade. I said, let's assume that Peter Shirelli didn't wake up that morning and say, what could I do to make Oilers fans mad? Let's try to figure out why he made this decision, whether you agree with it or not. Let's try to do the same thing tonight, whether you agree with it or not. You, if you want to take a side, you want to voice your displeasure, you want to be on board with it, that's, that's fine. But I think we can assume Len Rhodes didn't wake up and say, I want to do something that I think is intentionally harmful to the team. I do think there was a clip here um, from this morning that, that to me is pretty significant. Yeah, I'm a governor at the league level as well, and there's a lot of things that we're trying differently. And as a club, uh, we want to be embracing some of these uh, things that go forward. We don't want to be, and we have become viewed in the last little while as becoming a barrier at the CFL level. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos don't want to do certain things. Uh, we need to go forward, so I'm a big believer that we need to embrace uh, some of these initiatives and not uh, push back against them. Okay, so I think obviously he's he's pretty much indicating that in, in Len's perspective, that was Hervey's attitude towards some of the things. The, the mic'd up initiative that they had during the uh, Thanksgiving Day game in Montreal where the Eskimos refused to to wear the mics the team got fined jason moss got fined and as len said i'm at the governor level where i go to those meetings and i agree with the other governors we as nine teams are going to have our coaches and a quarterback wear a mic and then his general manager says on that day no we're not going to do it and then len has to has to answer for that so i think that's one instance where and as i've said several times today the summary of what happened here is is the boss got rid of an employee who he felt wasn't following directions. And it's really interesting to me that this played out this way because you would you would think that there would be Ed Hervey handling football stuff and kind of not worrying too much about some of the marketing and and promotion and, and all that other kind of stuff, but it seems that maybe Hervey was getting involved in that. 780-496-0063. Matt from Section O. First of all, Matt, it is great to talk to you. I hope you have been well. Oh, yeah. I've been... Oh, hang on a sec here. One second there. Okay, can you hear me better now? I hear you, buddy. I hope life is good. Have you at least oh. been enjoying some hockey in the off in the Eskimos offseason? Well, actually, you know what? It's been not too bad now. I, I like the revival of the... Oilers going on here. The decade of darkness is over, and I'm ready to see this city get loud like we did in the 2015 West Final. 
because that Commonwealth Stadium, that was one of the best games I've ever been to, and that was raucous. You were there, and it was pretty good, wasn't it? So go Oilers, go, and I hope they get far into the playoffs. Now, it's not the reason I called. We can see from what I got from this press conference today with Len Rhodes and Herbie that this has kind of been brewing for a while. Now, I'm not a bit sitting on the fence on this part of it because if Len Rhodes being the marketing genius that he is and he's sitting at the league governor level, sitting at a boardroom table and he's talking about all the things he wants to do to grow the game, is him and Herbie talking before Len Rhodes goes and agrees to all of this? Because to me it sounds like they're not. Because Ed Hervey was against the mics, and it seems to me what Len Rhodes was saying all along, that there's been some roadblocks in the way of growing the viability of the franchise and promoting the marketability to the fans. Another question that I need to have asked is, if this was brewing for such a long time, why are we doing this? Six weeks before training camp opens up, right after Ed Hervey has signed all the top free agents and basically has prepared for the CFL draft, which is what, I think three weeks away? But no, all of a sudden on April 7th, we wake up to find out that Ed Hervey's been fired by Len Rhodes. The timing doesn't make sense. And if this has been brewing for a while, Len Rhodes has the obligation to fire Ed Hervey back in December, not April 7th. And the thing that gets me really mad like just off-the-cuff angry, is in his press conference, Len Rhodes praised Herbie as basically the one of the greatest football operations guy that he's ever hired, that has ever graced the Eskimos. I mean, it says here that Herbie has basically done the best job, that he has done no better job that I can think. Herbie has also rebuilt the scouting department from scratch. And to fire this guy that's been with the Eskimos in depth for 10 years because you got your feelings hurt over the way you want to grow the game, that doesn't sit well with me. And the fact that he's convinced the Board of Governors as well to fire Ed Herbie based solely on Len Rogers' sufficiency of judgment and the wisdom of this platform also scares me because we are six weeks away from training camp opening up. And does anybody on the Board of Governors care about the day-to-day operations of this football club? Let me pose that question to you. Well, I think you. I think that your timing question is a good one. Which I mean, I I, I was in touch with some people today, uh, Matt, and I will say someone who would certainly have knowledge of the relationship between Hervey and Rhodes told me that the tension had reached an unacceptable level. And so obviously there was some butting of heads here that must have progressed since the end of the season for the timing to be such that it was. I'm not trying to say the timing is, is great by, by any means, but, but apparently it, it had just reached such a point where they couldn't work together anymore. And like it or not, Rhodes has a higher ranking position within the organization. Is this decision, though, because I've heard as well that this is a long-term decision for the Eskimos. Who do we have in the short term to replace Ed Hervey, Paul Jones? Who I think is a competent football man myself. He is. He is correct, but he also lives way down in Louisiana. So we had the benefit, excuse me, we had the benefit of Ed Hervey here in Edmonton running day-to-day GM operations. So we're basically right back to where we were with Tillman, who is basically running the Eskimos out of his basement in Regina. Uh, Also, too, 
the Eskimos for the longest time have, have, have been handcuffed by the lack of continuity. If you look at the turnover of roster players that we had before even her, before Herbie came here, it was just off the wall. Then Herbie gets here, he builds a solid foundation for two years, and then basically Jones and company goes off to Saskatchewan, and we're basically able to recover back to a 10-8 season directly under the tutelage of Jason Moss and Ed Herbie, but now Eskimo fans seem to get kicked into the dirt again with your GM getting fired a year later. Where is the continuity for this football club? And Glenn Rhodes is going to sit here and throw Herbie under the bus and trying to tell Eskimo fans that it has to do with also the lack of marketability for this football game, or sorry, for this football team, whereas you have $42 nosebleed seats in a complete inept marketing department, which has failed year after year to grow attendance. But then yet they'll sit there and spend $50,000 to seed the 50-50 or put Flowrider and however much money else they're spending for basically one-off gimmicks and you have no return customer base. Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with this. I always yeah. appreciate your passion, buddy, and I know you're gonna keep listening and following the team, though, no matter what. But thank you for weighing and, in on the discussion. And, and I'm still gonna go to every single game next year, and I'm not on that bandwagon of I'm canceling my season tickets. And, and you're gonna I, call I, me after every game, the day after every game. No, I'm retired from that. I can't do that no more. <laughs> See you, Matt. Bye. It's Matt in Section O. If you're on hold, stay there. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll continue to discuss the surprising firing of Ed Hervey as we roll along inside sports on Chet. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chet. All right. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Lightning leading the Canadians two nothing after the first period. That is the only game in the NHL this evening. Baseball tonight, the Blue Jays playing in Tampa Bay, and uh, it's a bit of a rough ride for the Jays so far. 6-2, the Rays leading it third inning. We'll keep you updated. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Ched. 780-496-0063. Ed Hervey fired as Eskimos general manager. You've heard some comments from Len Rhodes. Not football performance related. More to do with... A uh, conflict in terms of uh, philosophy of how the team should be uh, kind of marketed, presented, and connect with the community. We have Todd on the line. Hello, Todd. Hi, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. It's good to hear from you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, like I just, there's there's something that doesn't make any sense about this, the fact that there is nobody else that's really in line to, to carry this team into the future immediately. So it doesn't really make sense that there isn't a better football guy to make this decision. But the other thing that I took out of that press conference was when Len Rhodes said uh, winning the Grey Cup wasn't enough. <laughs> like, good luck selling that position to the next GM. Like, Ed Hervey, I understand he wasn't open to guys wearing mics on the sidelines, and he might have not been the most rosy guy for availability in the room, but a general manager's job is to put a winning product on the field, which is something we had a few GMs really, really struggle to do. Mm-hmm. All the things that Len Rhodes talking about, that's kind of Len's job. So for Ed to put a winning product on the team, get fired because he's not rosy to marketing ideas, it looks like Ed's job is to be the football guy. And I agree with the, I agree with the last caller. Like They're trying minor league ball team quirks, bringing in a flow rider or 
you know, PWA wrestling during a halftime. Like, this, this league as a whole, I shouldn't say as a whole, but this franchise seems to be abrasive to the idea of tailgating. I mean, the league webpage and at times the Eskimo webpage is a dog's breakfast when you're trying to find up-to-date statistics. It's not... It, it's there, there. There's so many problems that are beyond Ed Hervey that Ed Hervey can't solve, as far as marketability and putting more butts in the seats. I just don't understand now that you've sort of shot yourself in the foot because, what if you need to make a trade in the next three weeks? <laughs> there are so many things that uh, we don't have a, a competent, tested CFL guy who's leading this football club into the next season. Winning football games is what's going to sell tickets. Well, I, I I will say this I will say this about Paul Jones, the interim GM. I, I he knows what he's doing, and he's been in the Eskimos organization for eighteen years. So I think he'll be able to. I think he understands what's happening and and the needs and strengths and weaknesses of the team. But I, I think you make a good point. Um, the, the 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 winning isn't enough, or the Grey Cup wasn't enough. Comment. I think that's going to resonate with with a lot of people, and. You're you're right. If if Ed was being resistant to some marketing tactics or some fan access or some media access, well, then clearly he's been taken to task for that. But yes, if season tickets don't go up over the next year or two, and if you have a GM who's in who's in lockstep with the marketing department, I mean, sure, Len Len is putting himself out there as well today. I, I mean, there's there's nowhere else to point the finger if if the attendance doesn't start to go up or the or the fan intensity or passion doesn't start to go up. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just again with that previous caller when he's talking about you know forty two dollar tickets like. I love going to Eskimo games. I mean, before I had kids, I'd go to all of them. Now I, I try and get to as, as many as I can. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's not as affordable as it is to go see, you know, an FC Edmonton, for example, or something like that. So it's, it's just one of those things. They've got a lot of things that they, have to, that they have to work on and understand that. But when it comes to what I care about most, which is quality of the football team, that's the thing that, you know, gets me, gets me through the gate more than anything else. Ed was one of the best in the league. You've just lost that. And even if you have someone who's competent, like you were saying, 18 years in the organization, well, you know, that's really great. But, I mean, if, if, if he's not working out or isn't comfortable, you know, uh, um, uh, isn't comfortable sort of pushing all the buttons and pulling all the toggles, who's, who's another guy out there? Like Brendan Tamman and Jim Barker? Like there is a really poor GM pedigree. There, there isn't a great tree of guys yeah. in the CFL. That's always been the CFL's problem. And you've just eliminated really one of the best in the business, and there wasn't a plan B. It's, it's poorly timed, and that's just something that I think is really going to irritate the fans more than anything else. Well, I, you, whoever get the fu- the future occupant of this job is definitely a huge question mark. Todd, I appreciate your call, buddy. Okay, thank you. We'll get to Jed when we get back. It's six twenty eight. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 634 Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. Just want to catch up on the uh, text line. 630-630. Len Rhodes firing Ed Hervey. One texter says, sounds like a personality issue to me. Another texter says this isn't that much of a surprise when you line up the facts. 
Hunter Bill says, I agree with Matt from Section O. Kind of sounds like I'm the boss and you're gone because you don't agree with me scenario. Uh, another texture says, Hervey got fired for the Eskimos' terrible marketing department and Rhodes' ego was in the way. Another texture says, wonder if Len Rhodes did this to appease the CFL more than anything. CFL policy shouldn't affect the team's ability to win. This is the worst decision ever. Just some of the texts to 630-630. We'll go back to the phone line, 780-496-0063. We have Jed on the line. Hello, Jed. Hey, Reed. Uh, something stinks. Something smells. Chris Jones knew something when he got the heck out of here. Now, believe me, he probably couldn't get along with Rhodes either. I think the wrong guy got fired. Uh, number two, how can you kick the crap out of somebody like a great receiver like Ed Hervey, who's a professional Edmonton Eskimo all the way around? And number three is, don't be surprised if our Saskatchewan Rough Rider guys already got their hands in the pot and Hervey ends up there. Oh, that was, that, that, say, I would be incredibly surprised because I don't think Jones and Hervey were best of buddies by any means. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. And uh, hopefully we don't go down the road of Jim Barker. But anyway, I'll listen to what you got to say, Reed. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it, Jed. Okay. I, I, personally, I think Paul Jones will be the interim GM for the whole season. I don't. I think that he knows enough about what's going on with the organization and the players and the needs and the strengths and weaknesses of the team uh, that I think he'll be there for the whole year. I, I would be shocked if Ed Hervey wound up with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think if uh, Hervey and Chris Jones were, were that tight, uh, Chris Jones wouldn't have so quickly looked for an opportunity somewhere else. I'm not saying they hated each other, but I think they were both strong personalities who who wanted their own way, and Jones was uh, fine going to a team where he could do both jobs. We have Jim on the line. Jim, thanks for calling. Hey, Reed, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right. Um, Rhodes gave a couple of reasons for uh, firing Hervey. The first one he mentioned was that they couldn't come to uh, an agreement on a contract extension. Yes. Um, it seems very strange to me that they're trying to negotiate a contract extension, and regardless of the following reason, why would they turn around and then fire him unless they're doing something like reducing his contract or lowering his salary or you know what what that's the part that bothers me in all this It's like we're negotiating a contract extension with you, and we don't like how you do the marketing like those two things are completely in discord with each other. What's going on? Well, I, 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 Jim, I really don't think the contract issue was that big a deal. I mean, clearly it appeared like Ed wanted some stuff that the Eskimos weren't ready to give, whether that be more money or more power or a different title. But, I mean, if you listen, and I don't know if you've had time today, but if if you listen to the whole news conference, it's 98% about organizational philosophy, you know, granting access to the team, whether it be sponsors, whether it be fans, whether it be media. It was all that type of of stuff. I, I think the contract extension negotiations 
Um, obviously, they were a sticking point, but I, I don't think that that's why this. If if the I think if the contract extension was the only issue, they could have said, okay, you know what? Right now, we're not on the same page. Let's get into the season and maybe talk again in a few weeks or a few months. I I, I really, for me, Jim, that's not what I'm focusing on. It's yeah, the I'm, philosophy I, stuff that's the big deal. Yeah. Yet Rhodes made made it clear that that was one of the two reasons, and so I agree with you that that's not the bigger deal. You know, but the fact that he's trying to throw that in there makes it seem like a, I don't know, it's like a smokescreen almost he's trying to throw up, you know. But the reality is that, that there's this personality clash between the two of them, and if one of them had to go, it's, it's, it's the GM, sadly, and I always thought Hervey was a really good football guy. If they needed a marketing guy, I'd, I don't see why they couldn't work around that, you know, get, get a marketing guy in place, but keep Hervey. He's great with, the, with building the team. Well, the team got better. I mean, I mean, I thought. I mean, Hervey had a rocky start. Obviously, you know, the team wasn't very good. You know, they didn't have a quarterback in 2013. Um, you know, and I think Ed in his first year didn't handle some things uh, very well. I mean, you probably remember the Rotier comment and stuff like that. You know, I think he he calmed down from some of that. Uh, you know, direct criticism of his players and and being that black and white on some topics, he he brought in some good players. Uh, you know, I, I, and I think you know, and, and Jones recruited players too. That's part of the coach's job. Uh, I don't think he and Jones had a, a buddy buddy relationship, but I think professionally they they put a good team on the field. And you know, this past year's team was not as good as the previous year's team, but still a decent team. Yeah, and they got better in the through. last third of the season. So and he was working through losing Jones to Saskatchewan as well. And here's, I, think, I think he did quite well. And here's the interesting thing, Jim. On the field in 2017, this is still going to be Ed Hervey's team. Yeah, for sure. And that's an interesting thing. When we talk about how this team does, especially over the first few weeks, that's going to be Ed Hervey's personnel on the field and on the coaching staff. So whether they start five and one or one and five, we're going to be saying, "Well, that's the team Ed left us, or was forced to leave us when he was fired." Well, let's hope for five and one. I hope so, Joe. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Scott says, "I hope the Eskimos keep Paul Jones as interim GM for the entire year until a proper search can be done. Hiring Barker or Tamman would be disastrous. Well, I, I really think they will keep Paul Jones. I, I really do, guys. I don't see... I mean, I guess it's it's possible. It's possible, but... I, I, don't, I don't think they have to rush to go hire somebody who's not qualified because Paul Jones has done managerial stuff for the Eskimos for sure. Rocket says, do you think the Mike incident with the quarterbacks had anything to do with this at all? That's from Rocket. Absolutely. I think that was a big factor in this, and that's the quote I played. I played earlier. I'll play this again from Len Rhodes. Yeah, I'm a governor at the league level as well, and there's a lot of things that we're trying differently. And as a club, uh, we want to be embracing some of these uh, things that go forward. We don't want to be, and we have become viewed in the last little while as becoming a barrier at the CFL level. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos don't want to do certain things. Uh, we need to go forward. So I'm a big believer that we need to embrace uh, some of these initiatives and not to uh, push back against them. So, I mean, look, to me, to me, that sums it up. And, and look, I, I agree with a lot of the concerns I'm hearing about Hervey not being there. And what does this mean for, you know, getting talent, for making trades, for recruiting players, all that kind of stuff. 
But Len Rhodes is saying I had an insubordinate employee that I that I got rid of. And in terms of the Mike issue, and I wasn't a big fan of the Mikes, whether it was an Eskimos game or whatever. But what is what Rhodes is, Rhodes is saying is I met with all the other governors in the league and we decided this is what we were going to do. And then my employee didn't listen to that directive. So, yes, did that play into this? Absolutely, it played into it. John is on the line. Hi, John. Hi, Reed. Um, I was thinking of calling you about football, but I I hoped it wasn't going to be about Ed Hervey going. I just I think it's, number one, I think it's a big mistake uh, to let a talent like that go. And, and you just got to think that if uh, the issues were, number one, access to the players and the dressing room and uh you are you saying you couldn't sit down with jason moss and ed hervey and len rhodes and figure something out i mean that's that's just ridiculous Uh, to me that's on len rhodes uh he's in charge of tickets and sales and all of those other things as president of the club and uh to bring in somebody who's good with PR and to bring in somebody who is good with marketing because obviously Len Rhodes maybe doesn't feel he's he's been able to do that. And the record shows that for whatever reason, our season tickets have gone down and it's not because of the product on the field. Uh, the last three years, the Eskimos have been very good on the field. So I'm just really, really disappointed. I'm, I'm very anxious, and uh, I just think, uh, you know, the other part that bothers me is that uh, we're looked at as not agreeing to what the league wants to do. Well, honestly, I can't think of more than one or two things. Uh, there was the mic issue. I haven't heard a single fan tell me, he loved having the the mic on. I mean, you've got to be brain damaged to think that that's going to bring in any kind of interest or any fans to the stadium. And the Eskimos have always been a, a flagship for producing a good good product and good teams. And and you know, I just uh, I'm so disappointed, Rita, that that it. it, it had to happen that it had to happen with this timing and that it had to happen and we lose a good guy when the season is getting ready to roll it's just i am going to guarantee you that ticket sales will not spike up because they got rid rid of ed hervey i think that it could have the opposite effect well, that's a risk they're taking for sure, John. I really appreciate you calling. Have a good weekend, okay? Nice talking to you. Thanks for taking my call. Go Oilers. Right on, yeah. Oilers game tomorrow and Sunday here on 630 Chad. And then playoff games. Morley Scott in studio. He's next. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Cam Talbot, new NHL, not new NHL record, new Oilers record for wins in a season, 41. A couple of big saves, well, several big saves against San Jose last night. Oilers pulled it out 4-2 in the third. We'll have some comments from Talbot and Mark Letestu as we go along tonight. We'll also be joined in studio by Edmonton's Caitlin Osmond, recently won a silver medal at the World Figure Skating 
championships. Morley Scott is in studio. He's the play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Eskimos here on 6.30. Chet, all right, well, surprising day. Ed Hervey, you know, last three years, 10-8, and 14-4 and four with a Grey Cup, 12-6. and six. Uh, not enough for him to come back as a fifth year in Len Rhodes' eyes uh, anyway to keep being the GM. Yeah, surprising day. Eh? I, I, you know, when the news started to break this morning, shockwaves, uh, I think not just here but around the Canadian Football League as well. Huge surprise to everybody. And it, as Len said, sometimes winning isn't enough. Uh, there are other things, and, and I know this is, this is, I think, Reed, what's been the hotly debated subject is he put a winning team on the field. Isn't that his job? Yeah, but I think GM's jobs go further than that. I think everybody's job goes further than it used to. You got to do more things, and I think, I think general managers have to be concerned about perception of the team in the marketplace. They have to be uh, worried about the marketing aspects about it, the the media aspects about it, everything. And uh, obviously, as Len talked about today, that he didn't feel that. Ed Hervey was helping with the accessibility, and, and again, not just to the media. Let's make it straight. He's, Ed Hervey didn't get fired because he wouldn't let the media in the dressing room. Uh, that's only a, a part of it, and, and that's even that is a, is a small part of the media accessibility uh, issue that I think Len Rhodes was talking about today. So it's uh, it's got nothing to do with football, which is really strange when you're talking about a football team. Yeah, I mean, that rarely happens, in, I mean, unless it's something entirely scandalous, obviously. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like that here. Uh, that of, of GM with his record over the last three years mm-hmm. uh, would not be would not be brought back. Which I mean, we can make. Well, it's not even an assumption from what Len laid out today. Uh, you know, a source within the Eskimos called me told me that there was an unacceptable level of tension between Rhodes and Hervey. So, you know, I know somebody texted in about, uh, just texted in, go read what Sean Fleming wrote on esksfans.com. You know, Sean reportedly, I haven't been on that site for a long time, but Sean reportedly posts on there. Obviously, he's friends with Ed, so it was a a different slant, uh, certainly on some things. Maybe we'll get Ed to speak on it at some point, but... Yeah, I mean, this clearly was a relationship that wasn't, wasn't functioning. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line. Effectively, to, to how they wanted it to function. And I, and I know that's... And, and look, as, as I've said several times, and I don't make any secret of it, I am an Eskimo season ticket holder since 1997. It is a huge uh, thing I do with, with my family. It is a very important part of, of the relationship I have with my parents, quite frankly. So, yes, I take this with a definitely who's going to run the football team. You had a guy who bled green and gold since 1999 running this football team. Yes, I, I hear all those concerns, but I also hear uh, what Led Rhodes was saying and it makes me stop and think as well. Yeah, and you're going to get a guy right now, at least in the interim and, and going forward with his uh, with his normal job as a scout, Paul Jones is, is going to look after things. Also has been a long time Eskimo and bleeds green and gold. Uh, the thing that maybe I, I wouldn't mind getting into a little bit is and, and again, it's hard to talk. I'm, I'm having a tough time talking about this. I liked Ed Hervey. I thought he did a terrific job uh, foot, uh, in football operations. He's prickly to work with. I don't think there's any any secret about that. He didn't like players being out and being interviewed a lot. He didn't like media in the dressing room. He didn't like to talk. We, you know, He didn't come on our program very often. He didn't do interviews very often, and that didn't sit very well. I think that's part of a GM job. I think he has to give the football message to the fans, and Ed didn't like doing that and didn't want to do that to me that bothered me a little bit because I want I want to hear from the general manager as much 
and as often as possible. But Ed didn't like to talk, so we didn't have him on the radio very often. Uh, I was always asked why we didn't, and I always said, well, he doesn't want to come on. He doesn't like coming on, so he's not coming on. But to me, that's part of the job. Um, a lot of people say that uh, selling tickets isn't a GM's job. Well, I kind of disagree there. I think that's part and parcel of everybody's job in the organization is to sell tickets in a ticket-driven league. So if it's the marketing department's job to sell tickets, and they say, okay, to sell tickets, we want to put these players on that TV station and these players on that radio station and these players there. And if the GM says, no, they're not doing it, then how is that the marketing Did you department? get the sense that Ed was actually kiboshing player appearances? I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Um, but it was, it was, it, it seemed that way at times to me. It seemed that way at times to me. It seemed like requests at times for interviews had to go through Ed. I don't know if it, they did or not, but it seemed like that at times. So it's pretty clear that football and business were not working together very well in that building. And, and Len Rhodes took the steps today to try and get football and business working better together for the betterment of everyone involved. Where are you headed, Morley? I am uh, going to the uh, Rexall. No, I can't. I still call it that. Going to Northlands Coliseum to uh, watch uh, Brad Gushu in the three, f- uh, the one-two game against Sweden. Should be a really good game. Should go ten ends. Sweden had a in the game on Sunday. Sweden had a two-nothing lead, and a four-two lead, and a five-four lead on Canada, and could not finish the deal. They probably played better than Canada in the first half of the game last Sunday, but made some horrible mistakes in the back half of it. Canada came back and won it eight-six. Uh, it was the toughest game he's had in the tournament so far. Uh, he'll have a test tonight if he wants to get to the gold medal game on Sunday. Look forward to that, Morley. 780-496-0063 is the open line. You can text 630-630. I'll check your scoreboard. Some comments from Talbot and Latestu coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.